Welcome to Love Extremist Radio. Being a love extremist means committing to and choosing love as joyful activism. I'm your host, Ethan Lipsitz, self-proclaimed love extremist. Love can exist everywhere, and yet, when talking about it, we all seem to define it differently. There are many environments and individuals to whom love seems lost, or was never there to begin with. I want to engage myself, my guests, and you to confront love, get to know it as it appears in many forms, and learn from others who have love stories to share. I'll focus on three frames of love, self-love, love in partnership, and love in community. My intention is to uncover and share stories that shed light on love in new and often forgotten ways. Hi everyone, welcome back to Love Extremist Radio. I am here today with Robbie Corona, Roberto. He is a Chilean photographer that started a global movement of kindness and positivity, sharing the smiles of people that represent the ethnic diversity and cultural richness of the world. He has been traveling for more than six years on the road and has visited 77 countries to date spreading a message of love and connecting people in a powerful hug of positive energy through a little rag doll named Robbie, named after him, a gift that his sister made that symbolizes happiness and invites us to find our differences in something that can unite us, a simple smile. So you have been collecting smiles, which is the name of this project, yeah. and have been going all over the world discovering different smiles. What have you noticed about the smile and how it brings people together? Well, I, I just realized that the smile is the manifestation of gratitude in your heart. And from the moment you're grateful, you realize the key to happiness. It's like you, you forget about all, all your needs because you are in, in this present moment and you are able to, to see that sometimes you just need to smile, to connect with people that is so different from you, but at the same time have this same, same emotion. Mm -hmm. So the smile is kind of like this way of a common language, but also in lieu of saying thank you. You yeah. Smile. Yes, yes. Sometimes when you don't have words to express gratitude, mm. the it's just this manifestation of something really powerful inside of you and that connects us, that brings positive energy and and that uh, invite me to go uh, anywhere to to explore the world and to get discovered by so many different people that want to share a story through this project. Have you found many people that don't want to smile? I, I do find people that are afraid because they don't understand what I'm doing. Mm. So they don't, they don't want to get exposed. But uh, I don't take anything personal mm -hmm. because at the same time I understand that uh, it could be the first step to a realization of we are here to learn. Mm. So if you are not open to receive this gift, uh, maybe you will realize that there was a first step to uh, connect with which are your fears, what, what motivates you not to, to receive something so beautiful as an emotion of uh, gratitude and love. Mm. I, I, I hear that. I think there's definitely fear tied to not wanting to maybe accept or reciprocate a smile and give it yeah. back. There's also certain boundaries that people might put up because sometimes when someone gives a gift, even if it's just a smile, it can feel like it needs some, there's expectation for you to give back. Yeah. Has that ever come up for you where people think, oh, if I smile, then I, or if, if you smile at me, then I owe you something. Yeah. Sometimes people get confused mm. because they think that I'm, not only collecting a smile and collecting money or something. Right. So uh, they don't want to get a chance to maybe after I took a picture, I will uh, ask for money or anything. Yeah. So that's the, the, the main thing I, uh, they are afraid of. Right. But it's simple. It's like I, I'm really open. I, I normally don't ask 
uh, randomly. Mm -hmm. I trying to connect with this energy, with this person that is uh, someone that has something special to share. Mm -hmm. And and I'm really proud of, of, of this journey because I have learned a lot of the people that I'm able to connect in, in this purpose. Like mm -hmm. it's, everything started as a photography project. Right. But now I think there is something bigger than myself that take me to places I, I never imagined I will be visiting. Mm. What are some places you've gone to collect smiles that you never expected to go? For example, Lebanon. I, recently I, I was visiting Beirut. Mm -hmm. An organization there named Beirut Yad invited me to be part of this uh, Congress of Happiness. So I was sharing my story and I was able to see a different reality. I was visiting like a kid from Syria uh, in in places where even they doesn't have much, they were able to share a smile because they have hope. Wow. And that's that's something that opened your eyes and says, Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So you find that that smile is universal regardless of the hardship that someone may have been through, yeah, there still is that sense of hope, that sense of joy that can come through. Yes, yes. Uh, I think sometimes, even when you're traveling that much, you you are exposed to so many uh, challenge, mm -hmm. and a smiles uh, is always a light of hope for me. It's mm -hmm. like doesn't matter how different this might be, mm -hmm. uh, it's all worth it. It's like an opening, it's like opening a door yeah. to access someone's joy. Yes, yes, and I've been able to do this journey thanks to the kindness of people that host me in their homes, that invite me to, to visit a, a different uh, location, a new destination. Mm. So um, I didn't have a plan to do this. I, I didn't mm, uh, save money to, to do this around-the-world trip because mm -hmm. maybe... If I think about it, I will be still at home trying to save enough money. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, to figure out how how to deal with everything that might happen in this journey. Right. But was one destination at a time, and then it, it being like a, just being open to opportunities and to discover what is next. So I'm really grateful for everything. You've just kind of been following the flow. Yes, yes. one opportunity that's it. come to the next. Yes. You mentioned that children in Syria were smiling and, and, and sharing their joy with you. Did you find that same connectivity with adults? Or was it mostly, do you normally find it's easier to access the joy amongst children? I, I've been uh, connecting with people that, is struggling like mm -hmm. in different age doesn't mm -hmm. matter if it's a child or a, an adult mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they only need contention they need a hug or someone that uh, be there to hear them mm -hmm. so it's not about the picture anymore mm -hmm. it's about to to be present mm -hmm. and, and connect with this lovely energy that uh, I'm here I want to hear your story I want to give you a hug Mm. And and you know that what makes this project different is like I'm carrying this little doll right. named Robbie yeah. that is connecting with all this positive energy and love of mm. thousands of people that already hug him. Yeah. So the story says that every person that hugs Robbie will connect with this positive energy and will have a good day. Yeah. So because they have this illusion and this hope, they at, at the moment they hug him, they get really emotional mm. because they realize that something is changing inside of them. Something is happening, and yeah. that is like a, a waking call. Like something different is happening. So, recently I was visiting a hospital. Yeah, right. And and one of the old ladies that saw me with Robbie in my hand, she opened up her arms, and I get closer to her. Mm -hmm. And she says, "I want to hug Robbie," and Aww. I give him, I, I give her a little Robbie, and when she start to hug him, he start to cry, and she says, eh, "It's just because it reminds me of my niece, mm. and I lost her two weeks ago, wow. so it was so recently, and she was 
uh, passing through a really difficult time. And I was there, so I stayed next to her, and I gave him uh, her a, a hug, and and she just like opened up, uh, and and she started to cry, and then she was able to to breathe and say thanks, thanks because I need this, mm. and and I give her a, a gift, one of the cards that I have in my collection. Every time I I I give, I give a hug or or make a portrait, I give away one of my, my cars, right. some some car of the collection. And she has to pick one randomly. And the one that she chose randomly was a little a little girl mm. that was uh, like her niece. Like her niece. Wow. So she couldn't believe and I did I don't have much uh, kids in my collection, but one of of those cars were the, the one that she randomly picked. Wow. And I realized Sometimes this energy or this uh, situation talk in a higher level that sometimes we don't need to understand, we just need to accept. And that's how everything is happening for me. Yeah, your project is so... Vo- just vocalizes the power of vulnerability, right? Yeah. And how a smile, just being vulnerable and opening up to your joy or your inner light can connect people so deeply and... It's universal, as you said, and um, yeah, you've, you've, it's so cool to have captured thousands of people and to recognize you just showing up and seeing them. You know, we speak a lot on this podcast about kind of becoming, opening up to being seen and the feeling of being seen, whether it's by a camera or by someone else's face, it's like being heard, right? It's, it's being loved in a way. Yeah. How do you yeah. define love, though? What is, what, what is your definition of love? Love is uh, open up to being yourself, being comfortable in your own skin. And I, I believe that the first step to be love is to discover your inner love and project that to others. Mm. Because sometimes we are expecting to be loved, but we are not able to, to love ourselves. Mm. And in this journey, I have uh, understand so many things. And and one of those things is about real love is a, a star within. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How did you learn that? It's because uh, you have so many moments uh, when you're traveling solo that you feel lonely. Right. And uh, in those moments of silence, you're able to listen to your heart, to your thought. Mm-hmm. And... If you, you are not strong enough to carry on, to, to learn that uh, there is a mission, a, a purpose, a higher uh, energy that uh, put you in, in that situation, in that place, uh, you're, you will not be able to, to accomplish your mission. Mm-hmm. So in order to achieve that, I must to learn to love myself, to, to believe it is possible. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I believe now. It's beautiful. So to accomplish your mission, you must believe in yourself. Yeah, you, you must believe in the beauty of your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, and the power of your dreams. Right? Yeah. Like the fact that they can be real, they can come true. Yeah. It's amazing. So in traveling the world and going to so many countries and meeting so many unique people, do you feel like there's certain places that need love more than others? Do you feel like there's certain places that are vibrant and full of love and other places that feel like they're not? I, you know that my experience is focused in, in the people that I'm able to meet. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not able to judge an entire country or sure, a star destination or location because I, I was able to connect with some powerful minds or people. Uh, so my experience is located in those persons. Mm-hmm. So even I put all those people together and make this big collection of smiles, mm-hmm. every time I, I spread positivity and love through uh, a hug or a, a conversation, I realize that uh, love is, uh, is transversal. Mm-hmm. So you can find a different type of uh, meaningful expression of love in different places. Um, the challenge is to recover um, this 
this feeling of uh, I'm, I, mat- I matter. Mm. Like sometimes. Self importance. Yeah, yeah, self value. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you get to a place and, and they ask me, uh, but why me? Mm-hmm. Why do you want me in, in your collection? Right. And I says, because you matter. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you are important. Uh, you are love. Mm-hmm. So you can make the difference. But mm. sometimes you are not aware of that. Right. I have a sign outside that a friend just uh, sent me that says, you are loved out on the front of my house. Yes, I saw that when I was uh, getting here. Signs of happiness. Check them out. (laughs) You can Google signs of happiness. Anne is a a wonderful person. But yeah, I I, I think that there's... It's interesting that you say that there's different um, ways of expressing that. So what are some other ways besides smiles that you find people expressing their their love or their, their... quest for love um for example because I, i'm traveling through this community of, of couchsurfing yeah. every time i get to a new destination i put my public itinerary so itinerary, yeah. I, yes I, i'm able to receive some invitation to stay with different families friends or mm. people that want to learn a little more about what i'm doing mm. so sometimes you get people that are so unique and different and have a spe- a special characters. Mm-hmm. So I learned not to judge those different, but to to open to learn. Right. So uh, I have so many challenges when, when I'm traveling because right. uh, people that might be uh, sometimes angry all the time and you don't understand why they, they want to host you. Yeah. And, and then you learn uh, from them because... Uh, they 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 only want someone to share uh, that they but sometimes they are so proud mm. or, or, or they have uh, so many issues in their life that mm-hmm. uh, they open up this space of healing and huh. and you are there just to to take them out of their reality right. somehow. Right. So as I, a visitor, it's almost like yes. they're traveling through you. So I, I accept the challenge. I accept the th- those moments to heal and to to connect with people that are so different. Sometimes you think it doesn't make any sense. How come if if you are uh, hosting me and you are inviting me and you you are like uh, in this mood that maybe is not open to uh, to cherish or or celebrate? Yeah. I think that's so interesting. So, like, are there many people in your experience couchsurfing that have been more angry or... or no, 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 no. I'm talking about you normally when you uh, are um, staying with people from couchsurfing, you, you have a reference so you can check which is uh, the person that will host you. Yeah. And sometimes you, you have uh, people that is awesome, great. They show mm-hmm. you around. They drive you everywhere. They invite you to dinner. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you find people that want to host you, mm-hmm. but they don't have time to share with you. So right. they say, okay, you have the keys of my home. Right. Uh, welcome here. Uh, feel at home. Yeah. But you're not able to see them much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every experience is unique. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have these type of characters that mm-hmm. you are there to do something with them. Like mm-hmm. uh, I felt like... If you have an invitation and, and you connect with someone that was hoping to have a conversation with someone, but it's, it's not having that in, in his daily basis. So mm-hmm. they decided to invite a, a traveler to mm-hmm. their home, but right. they are not uh, quite uh, understand the di- dynamics. Okay. So you are there to help them. Right. So that's happened sometimes, but it's not in every situation. You have some unique yeah. uh, cases. Like. So you have to be very uh, creative and, and, and skilled and engaging with different types of people when you're yeah. surfing. Yes, yes. It is, it, it is a, a way to learn a lot of yourself. Yeah. So, and, and every time you, you have something new to share with others. And, and I'm really grateful for all those experiences. So it sounds like you've learned a lot about self-love as a, a, a solitary traveler. Yeah. What are some other things that you've learned in, in your travels? What are some like, lessons uh, you've gained? From the moment you, you are grateful, mm-hmm. you, you are not afraid to take risks. Mm-hmm. 
because those are two emotions that can be in the same time at the same place mm. like uh, I mean at the, at the same place at the same time okay because uh, when you you are grateful there is no space for uh, being afraid or of or, or have fear of something so you are able to take chances and follow your dreams and do something that will be meaningful for you mm. uh, and I think that's the reason I'm able to to be on the road and get to a new destination and and not be afraid if that something uh, could happen because a lot of people ask me but uh, how come you you didn't make a plan and you are already there and yeah. uh, you don't know where you're staying you don't know uh, <laughs> what's gonna happen yeah and and you know that when I have everything in my life and I thought I was a successful entrepreneur yeah I didn't have the freedom that I have today mm. so now I, I discovered that my real wealth is my freedom mm. and my time wow yeah, so let's go back there a little bit. You used to be an entrepreneur in Chile. Yes, yes. Tell us a bit about your former life. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm 37 now. Okay. Uh, I remember when I was a student, everybody has high expectation of, of my career because I was the, the best student in, in the whole school. I, I even have a like a scholarship to, to study uh, nuclear physics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life, and I felt like, okay, thanks so much for this recognition, but I, I think I will, I want to choose my own path. But mm -hmm. I wasn't sure of what I really want to do, mm -hmm. and I started studying engineering in informatics and computation. Right. And then that's kind of like computer science. Yes. Yeah. And then I, I started a second degree in medicine. Whoa. Yes, uh, I didn't finish medicine, like the uh, medical school. Okay. But uh, uh, I was because I, I started my own business in my last year of engineering. Okay. And I was in the second year of uh, medical school when I have like a big uh, boom of uh, success in my business. So I, I decided, do I have to drop the medical school just to focus in my business? Mm -hmm. So I took that decision. And what was the business? Um, I was uh, doing web development for the mine company in ah, in north yeah. of Chile. Yeah. And lots of mines there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And because I, I was doing uh, informatics uh, for them, mm -hmm. uh, I need to to implement some pictures and videos mm -hmm. for the website. Okay. And that's how I connect with uh, photography. So I, I fell in love with photography and my passion was to communicate through uh, the picture I was taking for my clients. And then I, I was uh, getting bigger and bigger in my business. So I was hire more people that will help me in different areas. Mm -hmm. and, and I started with the wedding photography. Like, How did you come to that? Because it was the anniversary of my parents, 20 years of anniversary. Okay. So I have my camera from, from the business. So I took the camera and I, I make some pictures of them, of, the, of all the guests that were attending to the wedding. Right. And at the moment of the dinner, I, I make a projection of all the pictures and I mm -hmm. put some music. And all the people get so emotional and they were asking me, oh, how did you do that? So right. fast, oh, so beautiful. And there were like two uh, couples that were about to get married soon. Ah, and, they right me, yeah, and they asked me uh, how much I will um, ask them yeah. to, to make the wedding pictures. Right. And I says, oh, no, uh, will be my gift for you. Wow. So I didn't ask for money in the first few weddings yeah. but then I have enough uh, pictures and a big portfolio right. to show uh, what I was doing mm -hmm. and people love it mm -hmm. so the first year I have every weekend uh, uh, like book wow. with a wedding wow uh, happened quickly yes yes I, I, I uh, Iquique my, my hometown is not a big city so everybody knew about me and everybody want to to put their date in my 
uh, agenda. So yeah. <laughs> if, if I'm booked, they will find another day to right. get married. What? So yeah, so so that was wow. crazy. Book the wedding for the photographer. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I, I I was doing weddings from 2006 until 2012. Uh, in and the wedding started taking you traveling as well, right? Uh, yes, because I started uh, to write a book about uh, different cultural weddings, uh, mm. Love Without Boundaries. Cool. So I want to put together people that have different uh, traditional cultural at the moment of celebrate the wedding, mm -hmm. but they, they, even they are so different, they put love uh, before everything. So two cultures coming together to yeah. get married. Yes. Yeah. And that's how my idea of traveling the world doing wedding photography started. But uh, before of that, I had to pass through a big crisis in my business. Mm. In 2012, I get robbed and I didn't have uh, insurance or uh, anything that will cover uh, all the equipment, cameras and stuff that I lost. Oh, no. uh, I remember that were more than eight years uh, of hard work. Yeah. done in just one night like oh they took everything wow and and it felt at first really frustrated and and sad yeah but then i realized that there was an opportunity to to really focus in what really matters right. at the end of my photography studio i realized there was just one camera left behind mm. and i took that camera and i thought wow this is more than i have when i first started and I love what I do, and I kind of start all over again. That was my, my emotion. So what do you mean by that? This is more than I had when I first started, because you didn't have a camera? When I didn't started? have anything when I started. Got it. I see what you mean. Okay. So, so I know how to build everything again. Yeah. So uh, I remember I have at that moment 10 people working with me. Wow. So I, I, without the tools, without the equipment, I'm not able to pay uh, to those persons, so right. I had to um, to make my business uh, go shut back, down. Shut down. Yeah. And then I was my own again. Right. Uh, and that's how I I decided to start traveling. Did that feel like liberating to not have the business? Were yes. You happy to not lose it, or was it? It, it was a, a, like a roller coaster of emotion at, of the, at the beginning because yeah. I, I was so confused. I didn't know what this situation means. Right. But then I realized that it was an opportunity to use that challenge to grow. Mm -hmm. And I says, I have my freedom back. Yeah. And that's what really matters. Yeah. So for so long, I was, able, I, I was hoping to have time right. to travel. And now I have my time back. Right. Even I maybe I don't have the resources this time, but I know how to make resources. I know how to to work and make money. Yeah. So because I I knew that I wasn't afraid to try. So my first destination was New York, and I decided to start there. Right. And I was doing a wedding of a girl from Russia and a uh, and and this uh, guy from New York. Mm -hmm. Uh. And the wedding, and they split up before the wedding, and right. I was already there. Right. Uh, so I asked myself, "What? What now?" Yeah. I was already there, and I remember I connected with this feeling of of being a child again, mm. because everything was new for me. Uh, I New was, York, I, city. Yes, I w I'm from north of Chile, where it never rains, and we are in the desert. Right. And the, uh, and I was uh, in New York in January. Oh, so wow. the first day I get there was snowing. Oh, I never gosh, saw snow in my life. Incredible. So I become a child. Like yeah. I, I was jumping around. I was having fun. I was exploring. Mm. Um, snow in New York is beautiful. And then when I realized, sweet. okay, maybe my plans are not uh, happening as I have in my mind. But since I'm here, I, I want to do some photography and I start doing time lapse. This type oh. of photography where you repeat a same picture mm -hmm. one, or two, and three, four, five, six times, and then you put all those pictures together and you are able to see movement. Right. So I was doing time lapse of the people passing through, of the clouds in the sky, um, and that made me realize that 
how wonderful is everything around. So I was mm. able to connect with this emotion of something beautiful to share. And at the same time, I realized that sometimes everything passed so fast around us that we are not able to stop a second to contemplate where we are. Right. And I was in the middle, in the middle of Times Square when I realized that I, I felt lost like mm. I must come back to Chile and I don't have a real plan. I must pay it to the bank. Mm. I, I, I asked for a loan before traveling. Mm. So I must pay back to the bank and I and nothing is working as I planned. And I was like so small that even if I disappear at that moment, nobody will notice I was there. Mm. And then this guy from Norway comes to me and asks, Hey, hey, where are you from? And mm -hmm. I say, I'm from Chile. And he gets so excited and so happy right. that comes to me and give me a big hug. And after the hug, I, I felt like, wow, thanks so much. It's like I'm making new friends, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But the first thing he asked after he knew I was from Chile was if I have a coin with me. Right. And I felt so disappointed. It's like, <laughs> wow, this guy only wants money. And I checked my... My what pockets. What you're afraid of when people take when you ask for photos? Oh right? yeah, yeah. I check my my pockets and I realize I don't have money with me. Yeah. And he laughed and he says, "No, I'm not. I don't want money. I'm collecting coins. Mm -hmm. And Chile is one of the coins that it means in my collection. Yeah. And that's how I realized. Wow, it's such a great opportunity to start a coin collection here in the middle of Times Square because you can find people from every single country. Mm. And I thought to myself, wow, I want to start my own collection. Yeah. And that's how everything started. It's like I, I saw a, a white paper in, in the ground. I took it and there was this graffiti guy in the corner and I write <laughs> down collecting smiles. Yeah. Collecting smiles, so cool. And that's how I, I took my my first uh, gallery of pictures yeah. of people that represent the ethnic diversity in Times Square. Must have been incredibly diverse. Yes, yes. I remember when when I post uh, those pictures, I received so many messages um uh, um people that were uh, writing uh, saying, "Oh, I'm from Estonia. I'm visiting New York. How come I uh, I, I can be part of of your smile collection?" Mm. So uh, that post was the most commented and shared post from the Couchsurfing community mm. that was in the first page of the newsletter right. uh, that week. So I received hundreds of messages of people that want to be part of it. And one of so the messages cool. was from one, one girl from mm -hmm. Ukraine mm -hmm. that was working as a volunteer uh, in the United Nations organization. And she asked, Oh, Roberto, I love your project. What if you complete your smile collection with my friend from from United Nations? Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt like, wow, this is big. Huge opportunity, yeah, working yeah. with the United Nations. Yes. So that was my first step in the in the project. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I, I was able to portray the, the smile of the United Nations volunteers, mm -hmm. I realized... Uh, wasn't about the pictures anymore. Was about the people that mm -hmm. was behind those smiles. So I want to learn from them. I want to to know their story, and that's how everything started. So how do you share the stories of the people who you photograph? I normally upload the pictures in my uh, social media, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and I write down uh, how I felt, like mm -hmm. uh, the emotion that. Mm -hmm that uh, moment uh, like uh, sometimes a story sometimes it's just a reflection a quote or, or but it's all more, more connected with the experience mm. because um, I know that there is so many different initiatives like Human of New York where you can find right. the story and it's more like a interview mm -hmm. um, for me uh, it's about uh, the simplicity mm. it's about uh, when you connect with them, you have a, a unique moment right. that I don't want to convert in an interview. Right. It's something that w where if, if you have the, the, the opportunity to open up and share something that 
uh, I will receive it as a gift. Yeah. But I don't want to expose that story. I want to inspire mm. through that emotion. So mm. if the picture is able to connect with that emotion, my work is done. Mm. So sometimes it's so simple that I'm able to do it every day. Right. So I've been uh, doing this for six years now. It's amazing. And I feel like uh, I so many big opportunities has come along this journey. Mm -hmm. Now with my foundation, I'm visiting hospitals and uh, I'm going to even uh, different schools around the world that and, and need inspiration. And, and every time I, I get uh, Robbie with me, yeah. everybody around gets so excited that they want to hug Robbie. They want to feel his little heart beating. Right. So it's so beautiful. Yeah, Robbie's heart beats when you squeeze it. Yes. <laughs> and Robbie now has an extremist love pin yeah. on his heart. So it's really, we're all part of the fam. It's very <laughs> cool. So are there practices besides this practice, which is a hugely loving exercise both for yourself to be in gratitude and to connect with other humans, but are there other practices that you do on a regular daily basis that connect you to love, things that you exercise or things that you do? Yes, uh, Every, uh, I think, key moments of my, of my day are when I wake up mm -hmm. and when I go to sleep. Because when I wake up, I, I make a projection of everything I want to do in mm -hmm. my day. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what are the people that I'm meeting that day? How I will connect with them? Uh, and at the end of the day, I'm grateful for all the experiences I had. Mm -hmm. So where, when I go to bed, I'm... I think I'm I'm open to this universe of situations that define my energy and give me back all everything that that I need for the next day. Mm. So I I wake up with so much energy, uh, and I don't use like an alarm clock or anything. Right. It's like my body knows when it's ready to wake up, yeah. and when I'm I I need to. To sleep, I sleep. It's like I'm listening to my body now. Mm. Uh, my my schedule are so different from the rest of the uh, of the world. It's like every time I'm in a different time zone. Every right. time is constantly uh, changing countries. And yeah, things. so I I have to hear my body. Mm. Wow, and so that, and also that writing ritual helps. Yeah, ground you and center your. Yes, yes, yes. Hands. Because, um, like. My my native language is Spanish, and I'm originally from South America, right. Chile. So uh, that's my reference point. Mm -hmm. It's like even I've been so uh, for so long away. Yeah. I, I'm still thinking um, when when I'm sharing something, uh, is this a time where my parents or my family will see it? Uh, so that's how I'm. I have something to connect. Like even. I'm in so many different places. In I think this year I've been in more than sixty different wow. destinations. Amazing! Like incredible. I've been in the move. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So cool. So, are there things that you wish that you saw more people doing around you in order to cultivate more love in the world? Are there things that you because everyone listening to this podcast is pa passionate about love mm. and interested in how we can bring more love into our lives, but also maybe some of the challenges that we face in being activists for love. So are there things that you wish these these people listening would know or would would consider in terms of their daily life? Yes, that is it's all about being open to, to learn from others. Mm. Sometimes we are afraid of the people that is different from us, mm -hmm. but because we don't, don't open the space to learn. Mm. And from the moment you, you learn from those different, you grow and you are able to understand better uh, that uh, mindset or that person. Mm. And How do you open the space to learn? What, what is that your practice for that? Um, I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, I'm able to to stop and because it seems sometimes everybody has a lot to share, right. but uh, sometimes we we are not feel uh, comfort enough to share with someone new. Mm -hmm. So the uh, the fair opening to every conversation is a smile. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So when you smile and, and you ask something like, hey, how are you? Or uh, you are able to to understand better Western tension. Sometimes, for example, uh, happened to me, uh, hey, how are you? Uh, and they, they say, um, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like, okay, doesn't happen uh, that often, but right. happens sometimes. Yeah. Sure. And you don't have to get upset because right. of that or feel something like with you. They don't know you. Totally. They, it, it, you don't have to take that personal. But you learn that we are so unique and different mm-hmm. that you must be open to, to, to learn from those differences. So what, how do you respond when someone says, what do you want? I say, I, I just want to say hi. I, I'm, I'm from Chile. I, I share something from me. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, if they say, I'm sorry, I thought you were selling something. Or, yeah, or they, yeah. or, or, um, no, I just uh, want to, to share a little more of uh, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I have this uh, project of kindness. And every time I, I share a smile, I ask the people to be more kind with each other. Mm-hmm. So they, after that, they feel like, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was so. <laughs> uh, so, so when Very you disarming. Yeah, yeah. So when you are open to 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 teach through something simple like kindness, people will listen to you. Mm, so it starts with you being open to yeah. listening and really practicing listening and and allowing people to share their story. But sometimes you need to go first. Yeah. And you need to set the tone and say, actually, I'm. I just. I'm here traveling and spreading yeah. kindness and smiles and yeah. this is something that's important to me. Yeah. And I'd love and, to hear from you. And I think um, I have this advantage of uh, not being for he- from here. Like right. every time yeah, I right. get to a new destination, yeah. I'm, I'm the traveler. So I'm yeah. allowed to, to make mistakes. Like I'm allowed to, to uh, maybe do something weird for them because, yeah. oh, this is not from here. This right. guy is not from he here. Get it. He's not from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I use that in my favor because mm-hmm. I'm I'm able to to be sometimes uh, be, because of I'm able to take risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't lose anything with asking, mm-hmm. and the result I will have if I don't ask will be the same if they say no. Totally. So I just try. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I think I think being an outsider maybe makes you more vulnerable, right? Yeah. And so when you start to share yourself, people are curious also, like, who is this person? And yeah. What's their story? Yeah. Um, what, yeah, when we're in our comfort zone, it's a little bit harder. That's beautiful. So how do people find your project? How do we get to you? Yeah, uh, you can check my website in collectingsmiles.org. Okay. Or Instagram, Robbie Smiles. R O B I S M I L E S. Robbie Smiles on Instagram. And yeah, we'll we'll definitely tag you and include your information on the uh, notes of the podcast so Thanks people so can much. check out your project. Tell us just quickly about the foundation. What is the the like the purpose behind the foundation. Oh, the foundation name is uh, Foundation Roby. That means mm-hmm. respect, optimism, well-being, and inspiration. So we are visiting uh, schools around the world mm-hmm. to express positivity and to invite little kids to join us in this movement of kindness. Mm. So I'm giving away some uh, smiles and uh, stories. Mm. Uh, and I do this with uh, schools, uh, hospitals. I, I'm visiting sometimes jail, the mm-hmm. jail, mm-hmm. and uh, orphans, mm-hmm. and uh, elderly people, homes. Mm-hmm. So uh, all the places where I'm able to express positivity, love, and, and share time with. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to uh, do some uh, keynote sp- speech in organization through the foundation. Amazing. And that's how I, I keep going and... I'm opening doors in every destination I visit. That's so cool. I love it. So, and that's part, you can find that on the, on the website? Yes, yes. Everything awesome. is on my website. Beautiful. So cool. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. Are there other things that you want to share with everyone listening or any, any closing, closing thoughts before 
I ask my last question. Yeah, I I'm really grateful for the invitation and mm. um, I want to ask the people to be more kind and generous with each other. Mm. That sometimes a smile can bring a light of joy to someone that really need it. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the gift of God. Like mm. there's something that connect us and mm. that's and such a beautiful reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Just a simple smile can be an act of love and extremism in many ways, you know, especially in a challenging time or a place where smiles aren't that frequent, giving your your joy. And also recognizing, I think it's important to recognize, you know, the context with which you're in, right? And, re- and recognize if a smile is appropriate and appreciated. And I think it's important to be able to give a smile without necessarily expecting one in return. Yeah. Sometimes people are in places where they have, they're, they're not prepared to smile and, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it, there's something really special about what you said, sorry to cut you off, about how you don't have expectation of other people yeah if they are going through whatever they're going through you don't take it personally if they don't respond to you in the way that you might expect yeah it's true it's true it's like you don't have to expect anything from others that's a way when you give you will be always feeling this amazing emotion Mm -hmm. of being grateful Mm -hmm. just for the opportunity to give what you have absolutely that's beautiful awesome so What's your favorite love song? Oh, uh, Viva Forever the, from the Spice Girls. Viva, Viva Forever? Yeah, it's okay. like, uh, I, I remember in, uh, like a few years ago, I, I heard that song for the first time. And it's like uh, uh, one of the lines, uh, everlasting like the sun. Mm. So I think that's my message. Mm-hmm. Like I want this positive message spread around the world and even if I'm not here anymore, mm-hmm. the message kept keep going. Mm, that's beautiful. Viva forever. Yeah. All right, Spice Girls, take us out. <laughs> this has been Love Extremist Radio with Robbie Smiles. Uh, such a cool conversation about the love you're bringing around the world. Thank you for your work and this incredible project. Definitely check him out and his work on Instagram and all the incredible smiles he's collected around the world. And follow us here. I am at Ethan Lipsitz, E-T-H-I-N-L-I-P-S-I-T-Z. The website is extremist.love. And please leave a comment and a review on iTunes if you can. Really helps spread the word and spread these stories to more people. And really appreciate you tuning in. See you next week.